everyone. Welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, I think when you were a young man in your late teens, your early 20s, you tend to make what's known as an asshole move, and it has a lot to do with the fact that you're just young and obnoxious. You know, you don't care what anybody thinks. Well, you do. In the back of your head, you're just terrified of what everybody thinks, but that's part of what you're going for. You want that reaction from them because it's very much a... It's kind of a parasitical thing. You know, you're thriving off of them. If they weren't there, you wouldn't be doing it. And then you get older, and I think there just comes this point where you no longer care. It's not a question of you need something from them. You need them the way a surfer needs the ocean. They're the medium, but they're not that important. It's mainly just for you. I forget the comedian's name, but he used to say, not all these are for you. Some of these are just for me. And then to paraphrase him, "Eh, sometimes I get greedy with the ones for me. I tend to get out of control sometimes when I'm making my asshole moves. However, the only drug I really allow myself, other than the occasional couple of beers, is caffeine. And when you have way too much caffeine, or at least for me... I become this overconfident, arrogant dick that kind of goes out of his way to just mess with people. Which is fun. Don't get me wrong. It's always important to have a hobby. And if screwing with people and treating them like playthings is a hobby, okay, at least it's a fairly harmless one. All you risk really is some hurt feeling. Which, a quick, I'm sorry, let me buy you a cup of coffee, and the whole cycle repeats itself. Nobody's dying, nobody's getting stabbed, nobody's getting shot or blown up. It's harmless. It does mean that you have a select group of friends, because not everybody can put up with that. I mean, the people that I hung out with in my late teens, early 20s were a very thick-skinned bunch. Even the girls that hung out with us, they were tough. They had, emotionally, they couldn't be rocked. They would just kind of give you that look and just, eh, go ahead, asshole, do your best. Except for right up until they didn't. And then all of a sudden it became an issue. And that's where some of the most spectacular arguments and fights I've ever seen came from. Where just somebody decided, you know what, today's the day I'm done with that. But it was a great childhood. And I think of it as childhood because I realize in in your late teens, early 20s, you're able to, to vote, go off to war, get married, sign legal contracts. It's a bit of a nightmare, but I still think of that as my childhood. I remember how old I felt when I was that age, and yet now I look back at it and I was like, I can't believe they let kids that young go out after dark. And yet, those are also where your Playboy bunnies come from. I got to a point where I could no longer look at that. I think it was when my daughter uh, was older than the Playboy bunnies. It's like, wow, that girl's hot. And she's younger than my daughter. Good lord. And then it just kind of, eh, you can't get that excited about something that you could have fathered. That's kind of my rule for dating, too. I don't date a woman that I might have fathered. But it is fun. You know, women themselves are just amazing. They're just beautiful, and I don't know if they get together and decide on this early on in life or if it's just a mother-daughter pass-down thing. Am I wrong, or do all women just smell amazing? They always have some sort of a shampoo, some sort of a lotion, some sort of something that smells like perfume. And then on top of that, they add perfume. So just as, a, as an entire gender, women smell better than men. If I was a woman, I would be a lesbian. Sorry, that's a podcast for another time. But I think what, what I'm getting at is just 
you really get much more tolerant of your own asshole side. You know, you cater to the asshole within. You know, they say cater to the child within. Eh. Let's face it, he grew up a while back and the guy that grew up was an asshole. You know, to be blessed with this mouth and then to decide that, you know, writing a pod, a blog and a podcast and the whole thing, it, it's like forcing your will. It's like sexually assaulting and harassing society as a whole. Except that I'm no Weinstein. I don't have that kind of money, first of all. By the way, he tested positive for coronavirus and then he didn't die of it. Where's the justice there? I mean, karma, get off your ass for God's sakes and get in the game. If anybody deserved to die horribly of coronavirus, Harvey Weinstein, am I right? And yet somebody says, I know there's people out there right now, they're going, how can you wish death upon someone? Easy, watch me. I have no sympathy. I have a daughter. It's hard to say if you had that kind of power and you were in that kind of place, would you be the same guy? I don't think so. I think it really got bad when he got to be as grotesque and overweight as he was, and he was never really much of a looker, even back in the day. But he discovered early on that that power gives him a certain amount of influence. And it was easy back when Hollywood kind of ran on, on sex and favors. You know, there's an old SCTV thing where the girl, an agent jokes about how much power she has over at 20th Century, and she has her secretary come in and goes... She says, who have I slept with over at 20th Century? I've slept with the VP of production, the VP of uh, development, the VP. And it's like she goes through this list of everybody she slept with. And you know what? That is how Hollywood works. But all of that together, just that that kind of free, associated, asshole, run your mouth at everyone's expense type of mentality. It's what leads us to today's episode asshole move of the day on today's caffeinated humor you know there's a side effect to swilling caffeine like a pirate on a rum binge i like to call it the asshole move it's listening to that little obnoxious voice that hides in the back of your head and says evil things Well, caffeine, in quantity, gives the little guy a seat up front and hands him the TV remote. I'm out running errands in the middle of the day, driving down the middle lane on a three-lane highway. Pay attention, this is an important point. As I approach the stoplight, my lane's empty, there's a car in both the left and the right lanes. The car on the left, beautiful, vintage, 70, I think it was like a 76 Camaro, The classic muscle car that has been well taken care of. It is a street racer. On the right side, brand new Porsche. There's been a little aftermarket stuff thrown on that baby too. It's an expensive, beautiful, fast car. Now I am in the middle in a 1998 Ford Contour with a bad engine. It has low miles, but that's not the point. And that is when the obnoxious voice whispers the asshole move of the day. Why not? I shift into neutral and began revving my four-cylinder engine, whiny, shrill, about to seize. I look to the left. The owner of the Camaro looks at me like I'm nuts. As both our windows are closed, I begin to yell, Let's go, pussy! He starts to laugh. That's the right response, by the way. I look to the right. The Porsche is staring at me with both eyes wide open. 
I point at him. For pinks! We're racing for pinks! Now the light turns green. I'm racing. They are not. They still pass me. I was still laughing when I turned and pulled into a shopping center. The car ahead of me is covered with bumper stickers. Every whiny liberal complaint on the planet is pissed and moaned about on this guy's back window, trunk, and bumper. One that stands out is bold black and white with a red bloody cartoon that I can't quite make out, but I'm sure it will make me queasy. And it says at the very top in white letters, Boycott Veal. Murder is murder. And suddenly I'm seized with the thought, where can I get good Italian veal in this town? And that's when the voice pops up with the next asshole move of the day. I start laughing. If we park anywhere near each other, I'm going over and introducing myself as a rep for the Veal Council, and I'd like to invite him to a complimentary taste test to quote-unquote win him over. It's the type of thing that doesn't go far beyond the first few statements and usually ends with them calling you a name as they walk away. Now, if you get into it, this is hysterically funny. Most people cringe at the thought, this is where, it's like I turned down this street once and now I live there. One of those funny moments that's just for me. And I think I said earlier, you know, I'm getting a little greedy with the ones that are just for me. It's a condition we will call over ass. Time to step away from the caffeine. Damn. Yeah, the first step in dealing with any addiction is admitting you have a problem. Hello, my name is Will, and I'm a caffeine addict. Hey, who wants a cup? Hey, hope you liked today's episode. Like it, subscribe to it. Hell, there's a link around here to help support it. But most importantly, listen to more episodes. You can also go to Amazon. You're going to find a series of books under the name Caffeinated Humor based on the podcast. Take care and have a great day.